0: Welcome to the seventh episode of Weaving Myths Season 3. Weaving Myths is a podcast focused on tabletop role-playing games and specifically playing them through the play-by-post format. I'm your host, Nathan, and joining me today are Colin. Hello, everyone. Eric. Good evening. And Ruben. How's it? We are all staff at MythWeavers, one of the largest play-by-post gaming websites in existence, and we're here to help you bring your game to the next level. If you're not familiar with MythWeavers, you can find it at myth-weavers.com. As always, we are joined by the impeccable, I mean truly impeccable, text chat, which members of MythWeavers are using right now to ask questions and contribute to the discussion. If you, too, would like to be part of the impeccable text chat, feel free to join us on the MythWeavers Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash myths. This week, we're going to be going back to the basics. We're going to be talking about... What does that say? Well, okay, using, using images... <laughs> and post templates in your games. I, for some reason, that, the phrasing of that sentence made no sense to me. Okay. <clears> hey, <throat> Yeah. What's this about? Uh, today's episode <laughs> focuses on using or not using, as the case may be, images and post templates in your games. So...
1: <laughs> but to be fair, the staff neither advocates nor advocates against any of the things that we're going to talk about.
0: Strong disagreement. Strong
1: disagree.
2: Oh, you're down here. <laughs> Nathan and Ruben have strong views. Eric I have, and I will remain impartial. They're going to try. And
3: you'll they, also remain strong,
1: wrong. Wrong views. No, you are wrong. Oh, it's on now. Children, Three children. children. <laughs> hey,
2: Mythweaver's mom is watching. We have to at least behave and stay on script.
1: Fine. Maybe... <sighs>
0: you Amy. be Amy All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is using images in posts. Um, so this seems like a really simple and basic concept, but there's a lot of people out there that don't know how to use images in posts or they use images in posts and they do it wrong. I'm going out. I'm going there. They do it wrong.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> there's plenty of ways to do it wrong. And that's really kind of why I'm over here on the don't do it because I've seen it done wrong so many times. That probably means I've been on the site a long time rather than <laughs> there's everyone's doing it wrong. Oh, coming up on a decade.
2: <coughs> more than a decade now. Yeah. Uh, no.
3: Well, my okay. Oldest we've been on the site more than now, a decade. 10 plus
1: years now. Mm.
3: Yeah, actually, Eric, didn't we join about the same? Aren't we about yeah, the anyway.
1: same time? Yeah. My, my oldest game dates from September of 2008, which is not the oldest game on the server. Uh,
3: I had the years. longest running. I had the Rogoslawine Beaten Sebastian's game forever until it died but
2: see I, I was yeah. more referring to the fact Eric that we've been on staff for so damn long That is true. Yeah, we well, really I think all of, of us have. Definitely. Eric and I are coming up on a decade. Yeah, have I mean, like,
3: been staff since
0: 2011 so we Let's see. Now, now how long curious. have I been staff? I Speaking of rabbit holes Yeah,
1: let's not (laughs) dive down that one. We're tangenting and
2: Amy's not even involved.
1: (laughs) Finding that perfect picture, Nathan.
0: All right, so so I just just want to say that you can use images in posts as much or as little as you want. We're not here to tell you, as much as we joke about it, we're not here to tell you what's right and what's wrong. You got to find a style that is good for you, a style that works for your players, a style that works for your game. I mean, but I want to point out, that not every post has to have a picture and not every picture has to be perfect. So it can kind of trap you in this cycle of finding the perfect picture and you end up just looking at pictures for three hours instead of making a post. It's always better to make a post without a picture than to have the perfect picture. In
3: other other words, don't don't let perfect be the enemy of good.
1: Right. You are never going to find that exact elf with that exact pose, with that exact hair and eye color, with the right set of clothes. It's just not going to happen. Even though the internet has practically everything, it doesn't have everything so unless it doesn't have clothes on.
3: I would like to counterpoint that it's entirely possible, and I do this, to find the picture first and then post. That's like true. if I'm especially if I'm starting the game and I know I need a certain amount of NPCs, a lot of times I'll go looking for images I really like and then build the NPC around that image because images are incredibly evocative. I mean, the old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, it's totally true. And if you're more of a visual thinker, it's sometimes a lot more useful to find pictures first and then kind of work the post around that.
0: Counterpoint don't let the picture do the words for you.
1: Mm -hmm. That is my biggest beef with this entire process is too often. I'll get someone who's like, well, I gave you a picture, so I don't need to write anything, but the one sentence action that my character does. This is a story we're sharing, writing a story here, telling a story. I want to hear your voice. I don't want you to just drop a picture on there. Cause if we're doing that, it's a video game, more or less, and yeah, you know, this is a this is a personal interpersonal action here.
3: Yeah. Well, and even beyond that, also remember, more and more, we're getting more people who play primarily on their phones. Mm-hmm. Phones have very small screens, and it's very hard to pick out details in an image via a phone. Text, however, you can read perfectly,
2: especially on mobile-friendly sites, which we're working on, folks. I promise. <laughs>
1: yes, but we are not there. And that's a point that we'll come to later when we talk about the dreaded yes. template. <laughs> <laughs> the See rubric. That's well, we'll mm-hmm. get there. Okay. <laughs> Another key aspect is when you're finding a picture on the internet, you're finding a picture that someone else made and put on the internet. So that usually comes with at least some sort of attribution requirement, if not an outright copyright statement that you have to comply with. If you don't, we will find you. You will get infracted. It's not okay to just take, say, a famous image by a famous artist who did D&D artwork back in the 1980s and screen capture it and post it on, you know, your personal page as your avatar for this character. It's not yours. You can't just take it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And this cuts uh, especially near and dear to me. Uh, I come down hard on this kind of stuff.
2: And Nathan, if you want to throw it up, I just dropped a link you could use that shows an example of artist attribution.
0: Mm. Um, Can you put it in the Twitch chat by chance? Oh, so needy.
1: Screen share. There you go,
0: buddy. Thank you. double your pleasure um okay so let me just do the the switchy switcheroo switch the screen so call me fate is gonna probably be
2: cranky that i'm using her character for this there we go
3: i mean i think the important thing to just really take from the whole using images using images is more about evoking a feel or a theme there is about literally representing what's happening
2: exactly
3: I
0: swear I'm trying to make this
3: work it's the flavor to your soup Mm -hmm. it is not the broth it is not the meat it is the flavor
0: so uh why
2: is it broken now why are you broken now you can't do screen share Nate no he's screen sharing (laughs) the.
0: I'm trying I swear why is it not working
2: all right, hang on, hang I'll on. Get Discord Nitro, he said. It'll, It'll be, be fun. fun, he
1: said. <laughs>
0: right. Well, while he's working on. All right, I got thing, it. I got it. Okay. Hey. Yep. So this is a perfect example. What the what the person has done is just they've done a link, right. with the name of who did the art, and uh, if you click on it, it just takes you to their deviant art page
3: which is just uh, a really great thing to do
1: yeah yes yep and, uh, and frequent, frequently artists will only ask for that level of attribution i mean that's the the basic level of the creative commons license is just hey when you use my work say you use my work
4: mm-hmm.
1: fair enough there so, are that, sorry that I cut copyright terms that you would have to comply with sometimes Um, So make sure that you read them and you understand them before you go just taking.
3: So can I ask you guys, what do you do if you cannot find who the artist is?
0: Isn't there some sort of terms for that? Like you have to cite the website you found it on or something? I honestly actually don't know. Okay, I don't know. I, I just assume like you follow. So like when you're writing like a research paper or something, if you can't find the author, you cite the website it came from. So that's my general rule of thumb is if I can't find like an artist or even just a username of the artist, I just say it came from this website. Here's where you can find it, where I found it. For important reference, none of us are lawyers.
2: Correct. At all. This is (laughs) not a take our word as law thing because we, what Nathan said is to the best of my understanding, correct? Attribute to the original website it came from, if possible. Do your best to find the artist, though. Yep. Yep. Because
3: image search works for this.
2: Yes. And that would be images.google.com. Yep. yep. And you just click do and that. drag the picture in. You can do it from another uh, tab on the browser. You can do it from a saved image.
1: You can copy awesome. the image and paste it from your clipboard.
0: Yep. yep. I have had Did not reverse, know you could do that. I've yep. had yep. reverse image search not work a couple times. Like it won't find anything except where I found it. I've had that happen a couple times, but at that point it's just like, all right, this right. is the website. Usually
1: I'm that happens if the image has been modified in some way, which yep. I think we're gonna talk about modifying images here in a little bit. But if you modify an image, even if it's just flipping the orientation, image search is not gonna easily
3: find it. Yep. So there's mm-hmm. two really good ways around this. One, draw your own image. And I'll fully admit not all of us are blessed like this. <laughs> yeah, not me. I'm not <laughs> keep no. in mind, there are many talented weavers who are artists. Mm-hmm. This is true. And getting a custom portrait commissioned usually does not cost that much. I think a lot of times oh, go ahead. some artists will do it for free.
1: But remember the triangle. Cost, schedule quality. Right. If it's cheap, it's going to take a while. It's not going to be their priority. And it probably isn't going to be an excellent work. If you want high quality, expect for it to be a little more expensive and probably take some time.
2: Also don't start out if you're, especially if you're looking for help on the weave, don't take the choosing beggar route. Be willing to pay for custom work. Right. Because the artist deserves it.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. I'm trying to find...
1: uh, While Robin's looking, that does bring up an interesting point that we probably have not really addressed in our site rules, which is we have a rule that prohibits commercial use. Does that prohibit soliciting someone to draw you a custom piece of artwork for the site? I think the answer should be no. Well,
3: because that's personal use. You're not doing it for a printed product. You're doing it for personal use. Right.
1: But now what happens if you're the artist who says, I want to be able to advertise that I'm an artist who can do these things for you?
2: That is, is, that is covered by the commercial use rule. They must seek staff permission. I have zero issue with something like someone on the site saying, hey, I'm an artist. Here are examples of my artwork. And we have several examples in Creative Corner. Yeah, if I they really want no to okay. advertise their services and, you know, this is what it costs for custom character images, stuff like that, all that you have to do as an artist on MythWeavers is send a private message to the staff, explain who you are, what you're looking to do, some examples of your artwork, and just get permission. We're not going to run you through some crazy ringer and make you sign forms. We just. You
1: yep. Need to be aware of it. This mm-hmm. is not an NDA. This is simply so that Mythweavers does not become eBay. Or Craigslist. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go there. You went oh, there. I did.
2: I'm yeah. the admin. I'll <laughs> definitely
0: go there. All right. So uh, we've kind of so let's talk about some of the good things about using images and posts. Like what are what are some of the like good, yes, these are great things about
3: images well uh before we jump to that can i just add one thing in sure stock images stock images are a great way to get portraits and stuff that you don't have to worry about attributing because stock images by their very nature don't require that
2: out of a kind like a request though if you're going with stock images please don't get modern military stock images because they're terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, they are horrible. In the Navy. Oh, and
3: I I did want to link this is a portrait I had done for one of my characters. Yeah, I'll post it also in the Mythweavers chat. Dude,
2: and I've got a pup that wants me to take him out, so
3: okay. I'll that still be
1: on audio
2: though.
1: Oh, very important. We don't want to hear it though. <laughs>
2: Because Ruben and I have awesome, awesome headsets.
3: Yeah. Right. So yeah, uh, on this one, I actually ended up getting done for free, just because one of the artists I like and follow, who does a webcom, is like, "Hey, I'm practicing fantasy images. Send me a character description."
1: This ties well back to the picture being worth a thousand words. If you can't describe the character well enough that you know their detail without staring at their picture, you don't know the character well enough. So, right.
3: Well, that's my opinion, thing. Is I had to.
1: You need to know the character before you can have someone draw it.
3: Right, and I had to describe this character to the artist. That's another good point
2: is if you cannot describe the character in your contracting art, you're going to wind up with a very irate artist and you're probably not getting what you want.
3: For the interest, I am linking the webcomic whose artist did my picture. Her name is Aviv and she's awesome.
1: I'll be sure to go check that out a little later. Yep,
2: Uh, It's also a really great
3: Savage Worlds webcomic.
2: I have enough webcomics. I can't do another. There's always room for one more, Colin. All
3: right. Anyway, before I so rudely interrupted you, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I did want
0: to... I did want to... You brought up an excellent point of being able to describe what your image should be and just a little personal story about that. So when I was doing... I was looking for an artist to do the cover for my novel, Lady Night. And even, I will say, if you give artists a little, they can take that a long way. And it doesn't have to be like a perfect, 100% accurate description of what you're looking for. Generally, if they're good at what they're doing, they can take a little bit of description and make it into what you're envisioning. I got very lucky to work with Ruben G. Ramos, who is actually a weaver, by the way, I would like to point out. He's a very nice guy. I recommend him. I uh, there's Ruben? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: oh, he's he, great. Oh, uh, well, yeah. He's got to be a good guy.
0: Yeah. So um, <laughs> he did a great job. And um, I gave him maybe, I don't know, maybe like four or five sentences of what I wanted. And he turned it into a fantastic looking professional cover. So,
3: uh, And Nate's absolutely right. I mean, my day job, I work with artists all the time. Yeah, the good artists can work from very little description. And there are a a ton of really good fantasy illustrators out there who are willing to do portraits for not a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Like you can get really good work for 50 bucks. Yes. And if you have a character you really love, especially a character you plan on playing maybe in multiple games or like reusing, it's totally worth it.
1: Yeah, don't don't go commissioning a character portrait for a character that you're applying to a game with that you're not already <laughs> on schedule to play. That can be a little disheartening when you've laid out some cash and then you find out that you can get mm-hmm. accepted. But that's a topic for a different episode. Having that character image can be extremely helpful if you're playing in a game that uses maps, battle maps or anything where yes. you have to have a visual representation of the character. Just having a generic token or miniature is a little harder to associate with your character. That's why we have eyes. So something that's specific to you is better than something that's generic.
0: So before we kind of got sidetracked there a little bit, but I think those were all excellent points. We're going to talk about some of the benefits of using images
3: in your games. So uh, for me, uh, I think they really increase immersion. And they really help to... Evoke a feeling or a mood instantly, even before I write a word.
1: Now, I'll particularly use images for things like landscapes or backgrounds as a GM, where I want people to kind of feel where they are—the dankness of the cave or the the rolling rocky hillside with a bunch of you know big sinkholes in it. Mm-hmm. I find an image that does that. That's easier than typing out the 3,000-word description wall of text. <laughs> so even, even I, who really, really likes text, don't want to read a Tolkien novel every time I post. Lies. You love that stuff. I really do. <laughs> really do. <laughs> <laughs> it does get a little daunting. Now, on the flip side, uh, to see someone's character portrait Every three inches for the length of the, the thread, that does get a little annoying too.
3: Yeah. Uh, I know G- your name. Chidi <laughs> uh, Amy brings up a uh, great point of concept art is great for landscapes. Yeah, it, it is. Does not,
1: does not have to be extremely detailed to get the feeling of the landscape down. Photographs are also great. And if you find things like, Wikimedia Commons or something like that where it's got Creative Commons attribute-only license,
0: all the better. So one place that I think images are... I don't know if there's actually an argument to be made against this, but I think there's one place that we can all agree that images really help a lot, and that is in your advertisements for your games. Visual marketing Mm. is one of the most powerful things as in terms of getting people interested in something, um, a uh, Jesus, my ears just exploded. Um, <laughs> thank you, Geekahedron, for following. Appreciate it. Um.
1: <laughs> if, if you are advertising, you have to get it across quickly. People are not where... going to invest a lot of time in your advertisement if they can't parse it quickly.
3: And that's uh, where images are super valuable.
1: Yeah. You don't see a billboard along the side of the road with 300 words on it to say, Hey, come shop at our shop or eat at our restaurant. They show a picture of the food or the items or something that's going to draw your
3: attention quickly and then give you just enough words to tell you where to get more. Oh, indeed. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, Geek, I,
1: I feel you on the keeping track of characters and back and forth dialogue with pictures. My challenge is the amount of screen space that gets dedicated to them. And we'll talk um, about see, that here in a here in a second. Because I
3: have a way around that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> as I said, we're going to talk about that here in a second because one of the bad things is if the screen starts to get dominated with the images, it crowds out the text. And the text is kind of the, the meat to Ruben's soup. Mm, meat.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stop um, encouraging the Ruben.
3: No, encourage so me. Ruben. Um, Oh, uh, the other thing you can really use, uh, and we've kind of covered this before, but portraits can really inspire a lot of inspiration. Even if you're actually ultimately don't end up using an image in your post or for your character or something, they can still really help you build that character from inception. Like if I want to build Grog, the <laughs> goblin stomping barbarian, dwarf stomping, <laughs> dwarf stomping. No, no, this is my Gents. Grog. Dwarves are awesome. It's my not Grog. 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 Is a- it's grog (laughs) a grog is a dwarf Mm. who stomps goblins anyway if i built him it really helps me to kind of look for images of you know uh goblin stomping dwarves because that's going to kind of get me in the mood and maybe give me a couple of things i didn't think about like oh you see i thought my Grog used a sword but no this guy's using a really cool warhammer i just think the warhammer is cooler and it can also kind of give some of that inspiration to the the GM if you kind of share, hey, this is what inspired me when I made a character. What does it make you think about? And then you can open up a dialogue.
0: Can't argue that.
1: Dialogue is hey. what it's all about.
3: It's that thing we
0: always say, communication. Yeah. yeah. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it Excellent. back
3: for the thousandth time. We got there.
0: All right. So you find
1: a great picture, but it's 1920 by 1280. Happens a lot, yeah. People just take that image and link it directly in their post (laughs) and break my screen.
0: Do people really do that? Resolution screen.
1: Yes. not see around.
2: Nathan. The fact that you haven't encountered that shocks me. It happens.
0: I am so sorry. Not
2: (laughs) not malevolent, but it
1: happens.
0: Oh man, why would you do
1: that? That's yeah. uh, Fortunately, Rodrigo has given us a really awesome image two tag.
3: Yeah. Oh God, please use the image two tags. Yes. It resizes the picture for you. (laughs) And it resizes by width. Keep in mind. Which is
0: glorious.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Width and ratio. And I would like to put out, when using image two, the width size of our post frames is roughly about 780 pixels is what I've estimated. Yeah, it's about that. So I would I usually size mine to seven fifty, depending on how big you want yeah. it to be.
0: Yeah,
3: if you want to go basically full width, seven fifty with a center works perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and that's for a full width picture. We're talking portraits. Keep it one fifty or less. Yeah, I no more than twenty percent of the screen space should be dedicated to the picture of
0: your character. Yeah, maybe two hundred pixels at most. At most, yeah. yes. But uh, but I have a trick for that, and we'll talk about it in a bit. So do I. So I do also want to point out that images can be a great way to mark like landmark moments in your games. Like when you change a story chapter or you change a setting, they go from the city to a dungeon. Or I personally find it's best to use an image like that when... Either A, a new character gets introduced, or when the setting that the characters are in changes. Now, as far as putting an image for a character, I don't think you need an image every time the character shows up to speak, but I do think it can help keep track of the sequence of the conversation. And this is right. a topic that has come up a lot. I mean, people are
1: right? like, especially new people to the site. Well, I want to make my user avatar identical to my character portrait well our post frames are not set up to do that they have the avatar for the user and if you have multiple games going on you're not going to be able to sequence or uh, synchronize those so i I get it that people want to have that image associated so that yeah they're they're just going to have to include it in the post so if you have a good post template you could do something like that Hmm, so I think
0: we're going to talk we about have those. A bad one
1: it would be really, really bad, and <laughs> we have horror stories to share later.
3: But we have many good ones to share too. Uh, mm-hmm. So the one, the one area where I think images are just far and away the best thing to do is when you have to break out the old battle mat. When it comes time for tactical positioning, you really can't beat an image. Yep. And for me personally, the new way I've been doing battle mats is with Google Draw. Hmm. So I'll set up a new... I
2: know the really cool people, Ruben, still use uh, Microsoft Excel, right, Eric? Oh, yeah.
3: Actually, yeah, that was... You know what? Anybody who does that, my hat's off to him because that was amazing. No, you can use a... So I use Google Draw because you can put the grid over, but then you can give permission to move stuff to the rest of your players so they can move their own tokens in the battle grid. Google Draw is awesome. Yeah, and uh, Colin did point out, you could also do really good things with Excel. Mm-hmm. The, the which nice I thing... guess, what's the Google equivalent? Sheets. Sheets. You can, it's
2: going to be painful.
1: The nice Unless thing you're about, really good at it. The nice thing about that to me is that it's actually pretty easy for me to do the fog of war type thing. Of You having a, can't see it. I have two copies of the map. One is the GM's copy, and the other one is the player's copy. When they go down a hallway, I copy the hallway, and they see the hallway. Right. And they open the door to a room, I copy the room, they see the
3: room. I have to admit, that was one of the most impressive things I've seen in a long while. <laughs> For an example of this, watch the most... Well, if you're Patrons a patron... Watch.
2: if you're, if a you're patron, not a patron, you should sign up to be a patron. <laughs> of the Weaving Myths Patreon... <laughs> The patrons can see an example from the most recent Weaving Mythos tabletop, in which Eric did a was Excel it Excel or wasn't sheets. It was Excel. no, it was Excel. Yep, Excel based dungeon.
3: It was the, impressive. Yeah, it impressed the pants off me.
1: Keep pants on, Ruben. Keep them on. <laughs> They're on. PG thirteen show. <laughs> see, oh my God! <laughs> it can't be unseen. <clears throat> All right, so you got an image. How do you, what software are you going to use? What's the best tool to use? For what? Manipulating your image. You got a raw image and you want to adjust it. Say, I just want the character's headshot to put it on the top of the post because please don't scale a full
0: body image of your character down to 150 pixels. If you can pay for it, Photoshop. Photoshop. If you can't pay for it, Photoshop. Because
3: it's the best. <laughs> uh, I will point out, Photoshop Elements is free okay. and will do cropping and resizing. Yep. But you can yes. also use
1: other free stuff like GIMP
3: or yes, Paint.net. Use Gimp or mm-hmm. Paint.net. Paint.net is actually another good free one.
1: hmm Heck, I use the built-in Mac preview tool. It's got a pretty good image crop resize adjust. There's plenty of things out there that you can use, but... Cropping is an important aspect. Ruben will tell you all about this, I'm sure. But oh, yeah. Just scale your whole character's picture down to the small size that you need for a post, because then no one can read it. Right. No one can see crop, any of the details.
3: Crop the proper size, and there are tons of free tools out there. I do recommend Photoshop Elements, even if you're free, for the free option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, it, obviously, it, it, I'm horribly biased, but it will find the
1: right ratios for you so that you don't have to think about your four by three or your 16 by nine or whatever golden ratio you want to use for your portrait.
3: Uh, Let's see, where are we at?
0: You want to touch up Photoshop elements.
3: Yep. So Ruben,
0: um, you might have some insight on this. Say you find an image online and you want to edit it and like, say the color of the eyes is wrong and you want to change it so that they're the correct color. At what point does it stop being the original person's work and become yours?
3: Generally, you have to make much more significant changes than that. Mm -hmm. Like, throwing a character on a background, still Mm -hmm. pretty nebulous. Frankly, if I'm ever in doubt, like if I don't think I've edited enough, I will post original image by, and then you can just do a modified. Yeah, Amy has a good point. I would say changing 60% is probably about where it starts. Okay. The one exception is if you start with a stock image, any amount of change doesn't matter. And, and it's really sure easy usually if, Like if you want to make an elf to start with a stock image
1: and mm-hmm. elongate the ears. If you do take an existing image, make sure that if the copyright statement says... No altering? No altering, no altering comply. Don't mm-hmm. alter someone else's image without their permission.
0: Sorry, I guess I kind of jumped the gun on that question. That, would, that should have been the first thing we said is don't change it unless you have permission to change it. And then right. if you change it, how much do you have to change it?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just putting on my first Sea Lord yep. of Moderation hat and I don't want to see that.
0: No, you're correct. It's you're just 100% a bad day correct. for
1: me and a worse day for you.
0: <laughs> I still love that title. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So... Let us move on to post templates. Post templates, to put it very simply, is someone has pre-created a set of formatting that you take and copy and paste into your own post and you edit it with your changes. So like if it's, if it's a template for an in-character post, you take the template and you put your character's image in there, you put your character's actions in there, your character's thoughts and whatever in there. And um, it's it just kind of shortcuts the process of having to make your own formatting, um, even though it can be really fun to mess with that sometimes, in my personal opinion. I like having fun with that sometimes. Um, but it I does,
2: believe it, Sarah Cock is a good example of this, just to name
0: drop him. He actually he, did a template for my Shadows of Wickmuth game, and I really like his template.
2: Uh, that... Ava Dornell Lot character you had up earlier for the image example was, I believe, a collaboration between Sarek and Fate that kind of became standard for that game.
0: And actually, let me pull that up here so people can see what we're talking about.
3: I will say that tends to happen a lot on the site, is that over time, certain games and certain systems tend to get this kind of standard format kind of applied. Mm -hmm. Just like Um, now, site wide is kind of considered. If you're talking in speech, it's bold. If you're thinking in italic, a lot of times you can pick a color for your character.
0: So let me just run through this real quick. But basically what we're talking about is like this box here at the top that says profile. If you were to copy this entire post into your own, you would go through and change like the name. You'd put your character's name for the race. You'd put your character's race. Age, so on and so forth. You'd go down to mechanics. You would change all the mechanics to match your character statistics, and go, so on and so forth. So I just wanted to make sure we explained that pretty well. Basically, this now, click on, now click on the edit button, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. So I lied. So this
1: wasn't involved in this so one. Why this is all fake. Templates can be dangerous and bad. That's a lot of BB code unspeakable?
2: No, we're not trying to torture the viewers. If we were torturing the viewers, we'd show them one of Fate's posts.
3: Uh, so, <laughs> I post a link to one of my post templates that has kind of everything set out as a like actual example.
0: So, this is actually really cool and I like to do this as well with with my templates is Ruben has ad- added a straight cut and paste just copy this and then he's put in very specifically, put your sheet link here, uh, put your character name here. This is an example. These are your spells. Like, he's very clearly marked where things need to go. Like, this is where your portrait goes. So this is a well-done template in that it tells you where to do things. If you were to just take this raw post and try and parse through this, I completely agree. This is a nightmare, and I do not recommend it. Um, but, I only, I only recommend doing it if you have a very clearly marked "do this here, do
3: this here" um, template. To me, this is the maximum of how complicated it should be.
2: The depending on
3: system, right? Five is fairly crunchy. System, but yeah, regard, on system.
1: system regardless. The challenge with a post template, especially the more complicated it gets, is there are certain tags that Ruben, sorry, that Rodrigo and the team have developed that are less forgiving to errors. You're doing this manually. All it takes is a missing closed bracket or to swap two tags so that they're not nested one inside the other, but instead they're crossed up at the beginning or the end. And it will completely blow up the entire layout of the uh, page as it's represented. So, I don't man, think we I've, have any ongoing examples of that, but it's very easy to just completely lose control of the thread.
3: <laughs> Ruben, you first. <laughs> All right. So i point out, once you've done it the first time in a post, quote your own post, delete the quote tags, then everything's fine and just write your new post. But
1: don't make a mistake. I've had to fix enough threads that have had mistakes because someone accidentally closed out the um, the close tag of a particular say table. That's oh, that's the worst right. ones. Table tables are awful. Yeah. Right,
3: I, that's fair. I will say. I also like to err on the side of I don't think my posters are idiots.
0: <laughs> that's true. I do want to point out that what what Eric's getting at here is not only does it break the formatting of the post. It breaks the formatting of the website. Like, if you go to that web page, that oh, web page is broken <laughs> mm-hmm. until you fix the tags. So, right. and often um, that's what link, he's talking
1: about. There, The link to get to that post is also broken and not available. And so, the only way to get there is with some help from the moderation team.
3: That's true. Like, Whisper, yeah, there's stuff that even I can't fix.
1: Whisper spends hours tracking down and fixing these. He is amazing. Mm-hmm. Please don't execute his efforts like that because he, he'd much rather be posting in my game where he's delinquent.
0: Now,
2: I do so, want to. Wow, point- <laughs> just dropping him like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get him
1: up before you put him down.
0: <laughs> okay. I, do I don't wanna, think that's how that works. <laughs> I do also want to point out that what, what we were looking at there is a character sheet template. It's not strict, that's not. Exactly what we're talking about, but a character sheet template can be very complicated if it's not done in such a way that it's easy to read or it's already filled out. However, with an actual post template, we're talking like in character post, like this is what my character does, those generally tend to be much simpler. And uh, I'm going to pull up an example yes, here. They should be. And uh, if this they is... aren't, you should wonder
1: why they're not.
0: Yes, yeah, so I the... don't
1: need to see your stat block in every post. Uh, disagree. Don't. I disagree. <laughs> Well, <laughs> spoiler tag
2: your stat block exactly. If you're going to include your stat block, use spoiler tags.
3: So, open I'm bracket gonna, SB equals SB close bracket open <laughs> bracket slash SB close bracket.
0: So Someone
1: I'm going to <laughs> pull up a too BB code.
0: I'm going to pull up a a example here that this is the one I like to use, and um, it's very straightforward. Like, there's not a lot of weird tags going on here. Basically, you have your character image, which I realize I'm not using the image2 tag, which I totally should be. And then if you look at what it actually looks like, it's very nice and clean. You've got the character image, you've got the stat block, you've got the out-of-character stuff. And then inside the lines, you've got like the descriptive text, speech, and thoughts. And this is more what we're talking about when it comes to post templates because they're very, in general... They're very simple, and they look very nice. So, like, this one's nice and organized. It's got the character image on the left. It's got an area for the text and the image. This is one of the things we were actually going to talk about, is this image, the way the formatting is done, it doesn't interfere with the layout of the text, usually. So,
3: usually. See, that actually... Uh, Good things happen. Hello! (laughs) See, I find that actually incredibly <laughs> off-putting. My wife is awesome.
1: Oh, that's the <laughs> one you for awesome. I thought you were going to go for that one. Awesome. There were multiple.
0: Oh, I guess I should put you on the stream here. I'm eating I mean, well tonight, Eric. We knew we knew Merlana was awesome.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. pretty much. But I, just I mean, gotta, yeah, given give her the her choice her. between the two of you, we'd take her hands
1: down. Yeah, pretty much. Me too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, Nate, I find yours, and that just goes to show, like, a lot of these are very personal preference. So, like, the one I share, the one I really like in my 5e games, whatever to me, that's the post that when I'm writing up my GM posts and when I'm rolling attacks and stuff like that, I can very quickly look at that character's last post, see what I need to hit, how many hit points they have left, and everything important. That is my main goal in these post bits. I want to see who's posting, which is what the portrait is for, their name, and then the little tiny bits of like pertinent stuff. And it also contains stuff that's useful to the character. Because in 5e, hit points and like spell slots change so frequently, it's way easier to change it in this post bit than it is to go to the character sheet and change that and the reference back to that. This lets you track the things that change frequently.
1: Yes. So as long as it doesn't take up my entire screen. For each character, I'm cool with that.
3: Well, and that's why I use a float right command.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm using float left for my
3: image in mind. So yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. I really went back and forth on float right and float left. Ultimately, if you're going to use a like a post format, really put a lot of thought into it. It's obvious that the reason Nate and I like these so much is we put a lot of thought into them, and they help us with the game. This is not a thing you do just because, oh, I think it looks cool. This is a thing you do because this is useful.
2: I was going to say, or there are cases where you have a system that does not have a Mythweaver sheet. And this happens especially with the more... Recent. Well, more recently especially because we have several smaller systems that have been up and coming on the site. There aren't sheets. Your only real recourse typically has been to do a post-character template. And I mean, even, so we've got examples, there's a Stars Without Numbers sheet on Mythweavers. There's not a revised edition sheet on Mythweavers.
3: A lot of us who play Fate, because I coded the Fate sheet back when Fate was just Spirit of the Century, and it hasn't been updated
0: since. Mm, uh, I did a revision of it. It's not... Up to it needs a couple tweaks, but it's, it's
3: better, I hope. Well, mine wasn't great, so <laughs> I, I, I fail to see how you could have made it worse. But I think that's the difference. So, like, post template goes in every post, a post sheet doesn't. A post mm-hmm. sheet sits in your character thread.
0: I will say the reason I like having a post template is because I'm a creature of habit and I don't memorize every character in every single one of my games. So Having the stat block on hand when I am in the process of making a post um, is extremely helpful when I need to make sure that either, A, I'm not doing something that will just immediately get blown out of the water by one of these characters, or I just need to very quickly reference and be like, okay, is this a feasible, feasible like, if, I, if it's a skill check, is this a feasible DC for the skill check based on the characters? And I need to very quickly reference their skills or something. Yeah, And I I like it to be in the same spot for every post so I know where it's at.
3: I'm exactly there, too. Except uh, for me, when I'm writing posts, I will write it in preview. And I like to be able to see the pertinent information of all my players without having to jump to different windows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And having the stat blocks there. And I use a separate stat block post I like my players to use specifically for the stat block command. And we do have short codes for stat blocks
2: yes. with compatible sheets yes i thought that's a very that's no that is a very important note some of your smaller systems that stat block code isn't going to work there's no support
3: but yeah, liable- if, you, if you put code into the stat block section that will still post right if there is
1: a stat block section
3: yes okay mm-hmm. Because I yes. don't have them use the actual sheet stat blocks that are auto-generated.
1: Okay. Yes,
2: if I a sheet has list. a stat block section, yes. And I will say, I don't know of a sheet even for the tiniest kind of small community system in existence that doesn't have that stat block box.
3: Yeah, I, think yeah. that's on,
0: I think that's standard to the template. That's
2: pretty standard.
3: So I'm going to be honest. I've never used our stat block auto-generate. I've never been happy with the ones we kick out. Depending on the system, it's okay. But that's about it. Corey <laughs> was the one that did it all right. So,
0: all
1: right. All of you who are sitting out there listening to the four of us banter here and thinking, oh, God, Mythweaver sheets are bad and not getting any better. <laughs> Rodrigo and David and Colin and myself and a couple others are working right now on on improvements to make it easier for us to build better, more consistent sheets for you. All of what you see right now is hand-built HTML templates, which for those of us who are extreme code monkeys, we worked really hard on those. Yes, we did. And it's really hard to make changes to them. And (sighs) there's no mechanism for standardization whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it was really up to each individual developer's personal Taste, skill, and effort level to see what you get out
3: of it. I taught myself yeah, well, to code for those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys got my hat coding on like fate and savage worlds and cortex. And no, it wasn't even cortex at the time, it was serenity. I'd like to toss out. I mean, so Eric
2: simplifying a little bit. It's HTML, CSS, and if you want to get fancy with autocalc, JavaScript. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, The sheets are a nightmare um, for the non-coders, which I'm not a programmer. I have zero desire to do such. I do the community side of things. I can understand most of what I read. I have zero desire to learn to do it. So the stuff Eric mentioned that's being worked on is going to change things drastically. We just can't talk about how drastically and fancy things and stuff yet because
1: secret projects.
3: Bottom line, a lot of us put a lot of work into these, and they work. A lot of them work very well.
1: And we do recognize that there's plenty of things that we can do better, and we're actively working to do that. Yes,
0: right. All right, I'm going to rope everybody back in. Let's get back to post templates. Okay, um, tangents. So we've t- we've talked about some of the benefits of post templates. Um, so Eric, I know you're not a fan of them, and Colin, I know you really don't care one way or the other. Pretty so...
2: things, pretty things.
0: <laughs> I play a lot of small systems, so for me, post templates
2: are what are normal. Alright, So, what make are sure some to get the...
0: Sarek involved in all those <laughs> games. So what are some of the negatives of using post templates?
1: We talked about mobile a little bit, but here I'll talk about it a little more. When you start heavily formatting things, Mythweavers is not designed as a mobile-friendly site. Most of its layout is still at least a decade old at this point. And Designed around people looking at it on at least a laptop screen where you've got plenty of space. Also being worked on. Also being worked on. But <laughs> what we've got right now is a situation where people are viewing a desktop site on a, mo- a lot of mobile devices. There's not a lot of screen space. Things that we take for granted on a desktop or a laptop, like mouse over, are not really well supported. In the mobile environment, (laughs) yeah, okay, you can put your finger on it and you can you can touch it and pop it open, but how do you close it? Well, that doesn't work so well. You gotta go like touch on some other pop up element to Mm -hmm. to open that instead. So the the one that you just touched is not in your way. It's not mobile friendly. So try and avoid the less mobile friendly features in your templates. The OOC tag avoid spoiler tabs work well. Spoilers work much better. Yes. Spoilers um, are excellent for that sort of thing. Right. Dice tags are better than roll tags for the same reason.
3: Oh, I much prefer dice tags. Right. Um, roll
1: tags. And so when you do dice tags, then put them in a spoiler block at the end of your post in your post template. And okay, now I'm starting to feel better about post templates. The pro- My main beef with post templates, I'm nothing against the visual people. Wow, I'm getting delivery here. This is great. Better have
2: I Merlana. The ability to do anything afforded by a
1: relatively complex BB code programming language should not be taken as license to do anything. Do things simple like Ruben and Nate have showed you, and it will work well. And everyone will say, Gosh, this looks really nice. We should copy it. When you make this thing that is practically a living entity of itself, and
3: you say that's my post template. I'm I'm reaching for the epicac. Your template should never take more letters than the post. That's
1: a good metric. There, I like that.
3: And I would say my my five e post template is probably definitely on the edge of complex. It should get more complex than what I have. We talked about
1: crossing over tags because each post is self-contained, but together they're. Amalgamated into one HTML page that is your entire web experience as you're looking at it. An error in a post template might not break the one post by itself, but combined with the next post underneath it might cause them to collectively break. So there is a level of care that's needed. I would suggest if you're going to use a post template, that it should be the GM saying, I want this post template, please use it, rather than each person trying to bring their own post template to the table. That gives a level of consistency, that gives a level of ease of comprehension that makes it a lot Uh, easier for the user to to parse.
3: In my games, you use my post template. Yes, yes. You use it or you are not in the game. (laughs) Yeah, use it or you don't play. I will also say a good thing to do with your post templates, if you can make it to where the part where you actually post is its own line separated by nothing else. That's really nice because then when you quote the post or actually I hit edit on my own post, copy and paste and then do a new post. That way I don't have to delete the post tag or the quote tag. Make it as easy as very much possible for but the players to use it.
1: It's mm-hmm. it's tempting to ignore white space and to say, I don't want to put any in because I'm worried about it mucking with my layout. HTML couldn't give care Jesus. about white space. Add wow. extra white space. It makes Eric, it. Good job, Ruben. Poor control.
3: Yeah. <laughs> care. Wait, he has to cut that.
2: No, uh, no, no, he doesn't have to cut that. Sorry, I interrupted Eric. Just Nathan's face during that.
3: I know. I saw it too. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I've been very good. All right. Do we have any last? No. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say Eric's right. Whitespace doesn't matter. Make it very easy to see what you have to delete and write over. I'm going to edit this myself right now.
1: There needs to be no JS minify applied to your post.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Do we have any last-minute thoughts about post templates or images in posts before we move on?
3: Bottom line, if you want to go super simple, 80 pixel by 80 pixel character portrait followed by a bold name after it, post underneath. It doesn't have to get more complex than that. We use that for years.
1: You
3: want to get super fancy? Put a float right around it. (laughs) You use simple post templates, and I promise I won't
1: hate it. You make it complicated, and I'll find ways to pick other characters for my games.
3: (laughs) Hey, uh, Nate, do we want to post our sheet templates too?
0: I don't have any sheet templates, but okay, I see so you've got I, one in here.
3: Yeah, I've got a sheet template I would just like to share. Um, I'm going to pull it up on screen real quick so we can look at it. So you're going to see my beautiful hand-drawn art. Oh, boy. Uh, so this is an example of just what you can do with like the really advanced formatting. This is a 5e sheet. Just because uh, our 5e sheet we have on the site is great. I use it. This is a fancier one, and it's just all done with tables and field sets and some hand-created images.
0: I really like this, and I might use it for my next 5e game.
3: Yeah. Uh, So the original formatting for this, I adapted from the user Watford. B. Watford, yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Watford. Yep. Who has a really awesome game ad out there right now that I didn't select as the Game of the episode simply because I think he's a four time winner at this point and has pretty much figured <laughs> out what we as a collective team like as our <laughs> rubric. Yeah.
2: You've been cut out of Weaving Myths game of the weeks. You, yep. You've been put to the
1: Hall of Fame.
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I found this just ends up being a really nice sort of template for 5e games. But you notice in the post below it is the stat block I use for 5e, which is way more condensed. It is easy to
1: make your stat block extremely complicated with a lot of details that you're not going to use more than once a chapter. Pick the details that matter to you and to the
0: GM. Before we move on, I just want to let everyone know that we are officially renaming the Game of the Week to the Highlighted Game. The name Game of the Week implies that Weaving Myths is a weekly thing, which it's not so like to be yeah i would like it to be but yeah schedules are tough so changing it to the highlighted game will hopefully improve clarity and make more sense overall which means i actually need to remake the little badge icon i made dang it oh okay
3: oh it's pathfinder though
0: nathan making jobs for himself
2: he does it so
0: well um, okay, so <laughs> this episode's highlighted game is Hot Springs Island, being run by Dark Hue. Hot Springs Island is a self-described island-based survival hex crawl featuring the Pathfinder system and using Gestalt rules. The party is in the employ of a Rakshasa who seems to find the secrets of the island and why he can't... This sentence also makes no sense. Why he can't see or set foot on it.
3: Why he can't... see? Who seems to find
0: the secrets of the island and why he can't see or set foot on it. All right, I'm just going to let that sentence be and not think about it too hard. The game takes place almost entirely on the island and features exploration, mystery, and combat. The setting's original creator, Jacob Hurst, refers to Hot Springs as a sandbox of black powder. Dark Hugh notes that the island is currently in... Is... Currently in a very delicate status quo, introducing your characters will start creating explosions with the various people, environments, and treasures found on the island. Dark Hue is looking for one or two more players to expand what started as a solo game, and applications close on March 6th. So, not a lot of time there, make sure you get your applications in swiftly um I apologize so now for the
1: obtuseness of that sentence
0: that's okay <laughs> um
1: so oh now god gonna, you wrote that shame yeah, on you eric much. and no one edited me so the three of you can can all stop it
3: sorry uh. i could edit or drink a beer and i chose to drink a beer
0: you're <laughs> here okay
1: drink but a beer and then
0: I you you win Okay, the free-for-all segment of the show is back again in this segment of the show. We're going to open the floor to questions and answers, but we're also going uh, to allow... Nathan, you need to show the game ad. I do, thank you.
1: I linked it in the chat, in the Twitch chat, but... Uh, I see no link for that.
0: I only mention it, Nathan, because Chibi Amy mentioned it. Okay, so this is the ad for Hot Springs Island, which, by the okay. way, is... On point. Like this ad is nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I like this one. This is this is my first time seeing it, so you guys are seeing the live reaction. I really like this ad a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I could do without the indents. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like them. That could be
2: a great segment. Nathan's live reactions to things.
3: No, no. No, I- no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. My designer brain says indent's bad.
0: Okay, I can I can um, see the argument for indenting every line, like not doing that, but I kind of like it.
3: It gives it a certain style. To be fair, like I lay out RPG books professionally, so I'm super picky. It's still a really nice ad. Yeah, yeah. this ad is, oh, it's this ad is hex, beautiful. It's a hex crawl. Yeah, of course it is. That's it automatically has my love because it's a hex scroll. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I still have my copy of uh, X2 uh, Isle of Dread, the basic Dungeons and Dragons module, within almost arm's reach.
3: So Wait, we get it, Eric. You're old. Wait, I love where, where Comic Sans. Comic Sans bad must kill it with fire.
2: Agree. Okay. I don't see Comic Sans. Comic Sans. No, that was Tiffany Corda saying should have been in Comic Sans just to rile everyone up.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, Tiffany Corda
2: really is subtly evil. Can I
3: ban her? <laughs> no, we like Tiffany. <laughs>
2: Tiffany, you're safe. I've got your back.
3: Nope. Nope. Where's the bad button? Don't do it. Don't do it, it. Not Don't using do it. Impact either. Button.
2: Don't go up. Her. Nathan, by the way, uh, Amy really likes the idea of a Nathan React segment. It's going on the list.
3: Now, if y'all want to have the really fun... Whose,
0: whose ideal was it to put her in charge of our topics? You. Damn it. Completely <laughs> your
2: idea. Nope. I'll give you guys
3: a better topic. Feed me four beers and have me react.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that again. <laughs> all right uh the free for all segment of the show is back again in this segment of the show we're going to open the floor to questions and answers but we're also going to allow myself and my fellow casters to talk about anything and w- we'd like as always this is going to be pretty unstructured see this see all of this um, it but it gives us the freedom to talk about other things and still answer questions as they come in so before we get started we have the mandatory question what's making us happy this week i really want to know what everybody's laughing at though
2: <laughs> The part where you said that now we're unstructured. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, for me, it was just, he was quickly reading on from, no, I can do reactions. And then just, <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're not going to do that. <laughs> hey, Nate. Hey, what's you happy This week. Uh, you know, <laughs> I actually just got back
0: from a mini vacation. I requested a couple days off to go to a concert in Baltimore. And uh, I got back yesterday evening. So um, please, please tell me the
3: concert was Soul Coughing. I don't know what that means. Oh, man. I'm just disappointed in all of you. You drove past me and you didn't stop for,
0: for tea and crumpets? Uh, I didn't realize that was an open invitation. <sighs> it's always an open so,
3: invitation. Uh, I think. There's a great band called Soul Coughing. One of the songs is Going Down to Baltimore. It's not the title of the song, but that's how it opens. Gotcha.
0: Um, so, Articus wants one. to know uh, whose concert uh, I saw oh. in Flames, uh, Smash into Pieces, and Within Temptation.
1: I think. Oh. 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 oh, that cannot be edited out of the video, but maybe a pixelated <laughs>
0: thingy <laughs> to be applied. Summarize that's right. we're not, my feelings. We're right not there. monetized on YouTube, so it's fine. I, what what genre are those? Um, so In Flames is like screamo metal. Um, smash okay. in, smash into pieces. I okay, I'm gonna use this as an example of the genre they are. Not that they're like this band. I put them in the same category of rock as like the first couple albums that Nickelback put out. Oh, so okay, like I said, it's the genre. Not that they're like that band. They're actually better than Nickelback. You use that name though. I know. Ooh, and, rock.
1: Yeah, oh, and then alternative um, rock. Yeah, basically un, unobtrusive. Um, Everyone can get behind this. Yeah, ball. Rock? Really have a flavor.
0: And ball within rock. Temp- within Temptation is like epic operatic metal. Like I
3: within Temptation, Temptation
0: is glorious goth rock.
2: Yep. Okay i within temptation is fantastic i encourage you to check it out
0: but anyway the concert Which is was
2: why the middle finger was involved
0: <laughs> yeah the, the 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 um the concert was amazing all three bands killed it i'm not a big fan of in flames but smash into pieces and within temptation were both awesome so it's nice. arcticus it is your kind of music uh, did they
3: it. uh did the missus go with you
0: no, actually, a buddy of mine invited me, oh, and we uh, road tripped up there. It was only like a, what, three-and-a-half, four-hour drive, so.
3: Yeah, that's
2: a much. Wow, well, you talk about drive times like Michiganders do. Man. I'm I mean,
3: or, to be frankly like Oregoners do. I mean, a long I drive time
0: it. is I, five. Oregonians. Is like A long drive time to me is like 10 hours. Plus, I oh, 10 sweet. It's in you know, range from where I'm at, but. Nathan, we'll get you all to visit. We'll go up to the UP. That's only nine hours. Now, um, actually, I would like to also add, while I'm at it, um, that on our way back, we stopped at a brewery called Adroit Theory. And uh, they are... lit it up higher, closer to the camera.
2: There um, we go.
0: But basically, they were playing metal music while we were there. And uh, I got this. This is a Russian... Imperial Stout. Um, I hate you. It's um Actually, it's,
2: I can't hate you too much. I just
0: had one of those. It's um it's called Dia de los Muertos. And let me read you oh, this oh. ingredient list. Oh, it's God. got it's got flavors of peanut butter, Oreo, hazelnut, macadamia, toasted coconut, and bourbon honey. Yeah, it'd be a to so yeah, it's it's delicious. It I don't even like beer, and this is delicious. So,
2: <laughs> so briefly on the beer thing, Nathan, you'll appreciate this similar level of what the hell brewery we went to this past Sunday had a beer called Reading Rainbow,
1: butterfly in the sky. Interesting,
2: Skittles based. Yeah. Skittles based beer. This and oh, if this- you showed your Kalamazoo <laughs> library card, you got a dollar
3: nice holy crap nathan what this brewery is ranked incredibly high and untapped a droid theory
1: yeah Yeah. theory is really awesome
3: yeah they have they have a beer that
0: tastes literally i'm not even kidding literally exactly like hawaiian punch fruit punch is there any way you could mail any of this to me I'm sure I could. I well
2: okay. Uh, USPS prohibits alcohol moves. Oh, that's right. I've slight, tried to mail
0: stuff. Slight problem with that. <laughs> they are about a three hour drive from me. So it would have to be a pretty substantial order for me to drive up there and get a bunch. And have a way to move it. Yeah, yeah that too.
1: He's driving to Baltimore from from where he lives, which I'm not gonna state online. We're not doctors. Well, I I know it but that's that's not the... Well, Yes, yeah. guess It's, it's on, on the
0: way enough. Yeah. yeah, so it was like an hour and a half from Baltimore to where Adroit Theory is. And Holy cow. Nathan, I'm not measuring your drive speed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I drive the speed limit, thank you.
1: An hour and a half from there to Baltimore is about right.
0: Yeah, it's just getting See, from well, there to there back. To where we
1: live.
0: Yeah, so I'm, from there to home was three hours on the dot. That
1: I can almost believe.
0: Okay, carry on. So anyway, that, that's what's making me happy this week. I got a delicious beer and came back from vacation. <laughs> so
1: why didn't he invite us to the brewery? I don't care about him stopping
2: here. Why weren't we having to <laughs> stop twisting the knife? He already feels bad.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Oh, Next time Heck, I come I mean- out that direction, we're going to a Droid Theory. We'll meet you there. Sounds I was good.
1: Fifteen minutes away before I came home. <laughs> bad so we know what's making nate happy happy what is making reuben happy
3: so i got a couple things first of all last weekend was our semi-annual gamer weekend which is when mm-hmm. my buddies and i we all gather and we do basically a convention for just a bunch of us we gather in my buddy's basement and for three days we game so like friday night we did magic at my place And we played Magic Gathering all night long, and it was great. And then Saturday, I ran a 16-hour dungeon. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it was not always a dungeon. There was a bunch of stuff. But uh, if you check my Instagram, which I am linking. Already linked. That's some of the images of the maps I did. So my buddy Paul has all the Dwarven Forge. And I mean all the Dwarven Forge. Bloody hell. Yeah. It was a sixteen-hour gauntlet of D and D, and it was just a ton of fun. They went up against a shipwreck golem with sharks and then like caverns. And I did an entire maze. It was like a three-foot by four-foot maze. They had to navigate in real combat time. It was uncovered. It was covered up until they like revealed passages. They had a ten-round limit because poison gas was pumping into the maze. <laughs> And then finally, it ended up in this huge city that we built up with a keep in the middle. Yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely the gaming before you had kids. <laughs> and some of our players do have kids. This is the one weekend where people get babysitters, and we nerd out. So yeah, that was a ton of fun. It was great to run. I had eight players. Wow. it's a good group. Right. I ran a 5e game with eight players. It was epic. And also, I finally got to watch uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
2: Oh, dude, it's fantastic, right? It's amazing. It's and I'm so sad it.
3: I did not see it in the theater.
2: Oh, I I got to see it in theater because local comic book store had a thing and my buddy was going. So I went, Jem just got to see it last night? Last night, I think. And uh, I mean, yeah. she came away going, oh, my God, that was incredible.
3: Right? Uh, as a designer. I just have that much more respect for that movie. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Spider-Man was one of my favorite superheroes. It's best movie of 2018.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. It was the best review I think I saw on it is it was an example of how to do a comic book-style movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not necessarily like... I mean, you've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe that's its own thing, but this was like how to do a comic book movie animated with the right feel. It was brilliant. Everything from the animation to the story, it was brilliantly done. Yeah,
3: it amazing movie. I loved Black Panther. Also, one of my Black favorites. Panther was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was better than Black Panther. Yeah, and I loved Spider Man Homecoming. Fantastic movie it was better than that. I, I think, think honestly, I think yet. Into the oh, Spider Verse. No, Sorry, Cameron. shut up. Into
2: the Spider Verse, I think, beats all other movies I saw this year. Yeah, not not just Marvel, just in general. And there were some good movies this year.
3: I mean, I don't remember the last time I watched a movie and I smiled for two hours. <laughs> yeah, like smiled so hard, my face hurt when the movie was done. Good I movie. just anyway laughed too- a lot. You guys like look at my instagram there's pictures of a lot of my dnd stuff there's also pictures of soccer and and your furnace apparently oh yes that's my dad's shower room i thought it was interesting how good spider verse was they made spider ham work
2: yeah yeah
3: and i don't like spider ham
2: They made it work, and you actually enjoyed the character's presence.
3: And he worked with Spider Noir. And that. This needs to be more than 8.5%. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Colin, what's making you happy this week?
2: I just finished my second week of my new day job, and it's fantastic. Oh, good. Which, and there are a few... uh, There are a few regulars in the uh, Twitch chat right now that have been privy to the Discord job rants in general for the past two years (laughs) that understand how weird it is for me to say I adore where
1: I'm working. He goes out to lunch with his coworkers. That's weird. Happily. Happily. Like, hey guys, I'm gone. I'm going to lunch. Not like, oh God, I need to walk
2: now. And I'm allowed to listen to music. Oh, that's so good. And and uh, engineering, which is really, I'm just the third engineer for the mechanical side. Uh, engineering went out to uh, get drinks last Friday. That's a good department. And my boss picked up the tab.
3: That's better department. That's a it's, good department.
2: It's really weird for me because I spent the first two years of Engineering and design pretty much getting smacked down for having a what-if-we-did-it-differently thought. So, yeah, being somewhere where that's encouraged and listened to and I'm actually learning, that's a wonderful job to have. I'm thrilled.
3: Yep. I'm so happy for you, man.
2: Excellent. <laughs> nice. I'm not sure what point Amy's uh, what refers to, but... <laughs> Probably it was the uh, picking up the tab.
3: Man, that really does make me happy. I'm so happy you found a good place.
2: And I will say, Arcticus, your bosses don't do that because you're still in the army, dude. <laughs> oh.
1: They're not allowed to do that. That would be inappropriate.
2: My bosses didn't do that in the Navy. Er- well, Eric was one of the bosses, kind of. So he's one of those jerks. <laughs> one of
1: <laughs> when you're in an organization where it's your officer, Eric, Eric was an officer among a bunch of junior officers. Wait, did you <laughs> guys serve? That's them? true. And All the right, bosses. So and the boss This is, is an builder. important
2: distinction. Um, Eric was a junior officer, which really meant the enlisted had to wipe his butt for him and tie his
1: shoes because otherwise he'd trip and fall.
3: Oh, so he wasn't an enlisted officer.
1: Our 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 command. Had this many enlisted folks, oh. we had to wipe our own butts, Colin, and salute with the other hand.
0: <laughs> I knew that was <laughs> coming. <laughs> All right, Eric, what's making you happy this week?
1: Oh, oh man, we have been working on a series of house projects for October six months now. October. We started with getting ready to go do some window installations in our living and dining room like cutting new holes in the wall window installations they're finally going to do it next week no not next week. we have next 2 weeks from now but Yay. the floors are all done in those rooms we got nice new hardwood it looks fantastic and uh, my grandfather gave me his baby grand piano mm. and it is showing up on Tuesday so I'll have place to go put that and keys to actually play i'm looking forward to it nice oh and we replaced our cooktop in the kitchen the the one that was trying to burn people's hands off or just not light in general that's gone and the new one's in place and so i feel much safer
3: excellent gas or electric gas i prefer gas
1: infinitely The, the the previous one had a burner that was recalcitrant which was unfortunately the main burner and then one that was over exuberant where if you tried to turn it on it would literally whoosh. whoosh and try and light your fingers on fire. No, not your fingers. It, it was depilatory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you didn't want any of the fingers, hair on the backs of your fingers. I have hobbit hands, so um, it, it did a good job keeping the hair under control.
3: Nice. Nice. The, uh, the, yeah, the greatest regret greatest of our place is I can't get gas. We have to do electric. <sighs> Oof.
1: If, I'm so sorry. It means you um, got I mean, to start boiling water in the morning, and by the time you get it, it's ready.
3: <laughs> well, well, no, it's the, so, so, the it's one good. upside is bad. when our original stove died, I was able to get an induction hob.
2: Nice. Ooh.
3: And I will say, electric
2: isn't terrible. We've got a very nice glass top that does a fantastic job.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. ours is glass top, it has one induction. Well, I mean,
2: I agree on the assessment
3: over gas, though. Because, I mean,
2: if we had the choice, there would be a gas stove here, but what Jem wants is expensive.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, we can't get gas. I mean, condo living, you take what you get. Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: We got really lucky. Our neighbors have gas, and they're the only other place on the entire block that has it. And rather than oh, so. have to run a brand new line from the main, you just ran. The from gas them. company was able to tee off of theirs and run the six feet into our lot. Oh, that's nice. Yep. I don't know, it.
3: yeah. Well, the other outside is when we shopped for our new stove last. Oh, old is that Dirty Bastard or Old Dirty Bastard? It's dirty Bastard. So Fowlers you know, actually
2: finally came Eric, to Portland. You just need to uh, come visit. We yeah, can go yeah. to Founders. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's I know. I know. Yes.
1: Although... You got to get
2: out, get out here visit, sometime. If you visit, there's better than Founders.
3: Actually, yeah. call it off mic, I want to find out where in Michigan you are, because if you're close enough to Wisconsin... Kalamazoo.
2: I've got no issues saying that. That's... <laughs> That's regularly come up in text chat because we've got breweries. Between Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids, Michigan, there's Mm -hmm. got over 50 breweries.
1: Yeah, I lived for years in Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. Not old enough to drink, but I knew they were there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Colin, Articus has a question for you. What is your dog's name and what kind of dog is it? Okay, so dog is
2: Nels. He's right there. He is half German Shepherd, half Italian Mastiff. We picked him up when Gem and I were stationed in Sicily. He is, as of this past December, he is 11 years old. 110 pounds, 11 years old, still no hip dysplasia, which is really weird to me. Really? Hmm. None That's good.
3: great for a dog his age. Yeah.
2: And his size. That's what shocks me. Well, and especially you mix in the Shepherd. And uh, you know, you almost expect him to well, actually. You know
3: what? Yep. It's the mix that saved him.
2: Yep. Well, cane corso. I mean, Italian mastiff. It's but so Italy doesn't believe in Spain or neutering the wild dog population mm. or wild cat. His mom walked onto the uh, base housing and uh, was playing with some kids, and the parents adopted the dog, and two weeks later, puppies. Whoops. Hmm. And that's, I adopted Nell's at a year old because previous owners did not know how to handle large dogs. He was running rampant.
3: <laughs> uh, man, Colin, you know what I just realized? When I'm visiting the in-laws, it's only a three and a half hour drive to you. That's not bad. Well,
2: clearly. That's why Colin says it's located.
3: Hey, are, are
0: we doing that potluck? Is that what that, potluck? that means?
2: <laughs> We're not doing a Mythweaver's potluck. Yes, Y'all we are. Hell. Amy, I blame you for this.
0: We're doing <laughs> a Mythweaver's potluck. <laughs> and we know it's in Kalamazoo. How big a place
1: can that really be? Yeah, I mean, we can probably drive up and down all the streets in Kalamazoo till we find you. It's not that big.
3: <laughs> a, B, C, D, E, H. I got a gal. She <laughs> lives in Kalamazoo. <laughs> i will say
2: my favorite thing is everyone from out of state going that can't be a real place oh it's real yeah it exists i promise you there's some it's crazy. actually it's a small city it really yep. is i think that's the more shocking thing is everyone goes oh so it's like a tiny little one stoplight no it's a small city
1: yeah it's pretty so pretty modest oh <gasps> man you better have you are so wife. awesome <laughs> that it, it's just we can't even talk about how awesome they are. That was a beer delivery. Um, you didn't, you didn't ooh, even call nice. for that beer delivery; it just happened. Oh, dogfish, oh, dogfish head, nice dogfish. That's our local ish. Yeah, local ish. Well, there's a Droid's right closer. They have a couple. Well, if we wanted oh, to go oh, to the oh, brewery, but they have a couple of that are local to us.
3: No, I'm I trying to lure all you guys down to my place because the amount of breweries we have.
2: You're so <laughs> far away. It's a guy I wish Coast. to grew up on
1: that at some point because Oregon's on my list. I got five states left.
3: Well, you know you got a tour guide. Oh, no, you got a place to stay if you need it.
2: I, mean, right. I just need to make um, the trip out there, Ruben, to go hunting family. Hey,
3: we're in open questions, and I actually have a question for everybody else that's not Nate. <laughs> because nate's already answered it okay what's the last good concert you went to <laughs> if you had another good concert you went to nate
1: yeah so the last good concert i went to was the northern virginia metropolitan jazz orchestra featuring eddie daniels who is a world-renowned grammy-nominated clarinetist jazz clarinetist oh he's good there's not Dang. many of those. that was an impressive concert
2: nice i just realized i did i did avoid answering an arcticus question earlier when is the potluck Arcticus. no not that part there is no potluck (laughs) go to hell
1: (laughs) we we, will believe there is no potluck when there is no skunk works
2: there's no skunk works prove it exists
1: show me who's older
2: show me who's in it there's no folder
1: oh don't tempt him
2: He can't prove whether or not exists Merlana. If it did exist, he's not involved in it. I know that. All right. What is the arcticus question? For all Nathan knows, I've been just torturing him for shits and giggles for two months.
0: Oh, you mean you haven't?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, the arcticus question uh, about the beard. Beard oil is important when you grow a long beard. Yes. Get out of the army. Hit me up. We can discuss this, but, uh, sam's natural great website that's the url too they make a wonderful soap actually shampoo soap oatmeal body scrub soap and then they do some really good beard oils
3: yeah you want a good you want it like a good beard soap but you also want a good beard oil you need
2: a beard oil unless you want to look like the uh especially because i've got semi curly hair on um, the facial hair at least Good beard oil is important. I also just picked up some uh, some Honest Amish extra strength beard balm. I was using a different company. I used Honest Amish in the past. Was using a different company, but Liberty. It looks like is no longer on Amazon, which I think doesn't bode well for a company that did a lot of sales on Amazon.
3: That reminds me, Colin. I got a bottle. I got to mail you. I've had it stashed away. There's a local company we have that does uh, beard oils. And they use local timber, like, shavings as the scent.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I just picked up... The two I picked up are Vetiver and Lumberjack, which is cedar and pine blended.
3: Ooh, yeah, mine's dear. Douglas fir.
0: See, what I do is I just... I take my razor, and I go... <laughs> and I go... That's... Uh, and yeah. every other <laughs> month every
2: other month do you do that actually it's every couple of days oh, oh my god every couple I hate you oh hey Ruben I need to open, need to open that beer again problem here's that bottle opener buddy
0: <laughs> Nathan oh. says oh so much all right a- all right I'm cutting us off there. We're we're done with the free for all. We're moving on. I uh, understand you oh! July July 17th is the date. All right, July that
2: 17th is, not Myth not is a Weaver's unspeakable... Potluck. I know where you live. I will keep. <clears throat> All right. Don't make me
0: hunt you down. <laughs> okay, a quick update on the status of the first Mythweaver Storycrafting Contest. We received 10 entries, each a short story focused on the enigmatic enigmatic holiday called the Day of Bones. Our crack team of judges which <laughs> That's a bit bold. Are <laughs> pouring over, that's also a bit bold. Each submission, looking for the best of the breed. Breed. That's an interesting choice of words. And we expect to announce the winners by March 16th. The grand prize is a hardcover copy of the World of Farland RPG book, a signed copy of Night and Silence by, I'm going to butcher this name, Seanan McGuire, and a signed copy of Briefcases by Jim Butcher. Runners up will be getting a $25 gift card to drive through RPG. Personally, if it was me, I'd want the gift card, but that's just me. <clears throat> so, I've read all of the stories, yep. and... um. None of them were bad. So, none of them were bad. Um, There were definitely standout candidates. And I I had at least an okay time reading all of them.
1: I was impressed by the diversity that really no one tackled the story in even remotely the exact
3: same way. There was a pretty wide net.
2: I still need to finish reading them I've been avoiding reading the other judges notes because I don't
1: want to uh, taint my perception there were standard fantasy there were modern entries there were Mm -hmm. one that I uh, I can recall fairly readily was a kind of central slash South American Mm -hmm. kind of I'm looking forward to it yeah Nice. And and by the way, I put that deadline out there so that you can't take for. Damn it.
2: <laughs> I mean, totally.
1: High priority will not be delayed at all. So Nathan has read them all. I've read them all. Dalphinus, who is a published author and our professional mentor for this contest, has read them all and provided scathing reviews. In fact, her, her review document says so.
0: She didn't yeah. like any of them, for the record. <laughs> she doesn't like the competition.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no she's just a honest and fair judge
1: that is true <laughs> and and she in fact offered and i'll put this off the record because i'm not going to put her up to it but she said that she would actually provide professional feedback on them to any of the authors who wanted it
2: oh no you can put her out there for that because okay. she put that in a myth weaver's thread Okay, so that's actually out there then. or was that a Mythweaver's Weaver's third of the Discord? she said it in a Discord. public
1: forum, right. throw her out there. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> she'll forgive me eventually. professional feedback, which, if you are an aspiring writer, is invaluable stuff. She's out there, she's published she's made bestseller lists on Amazon for some of her ebooks. She's good. take her advice.
3: Mm-hmm. She's also very good people. You should definitely take her advice.
2: yes. Mostly. She likes to do evil things like take a selfie with Basil Bottle Top and then mail that photo to certain people that couldn't make it to Gen Con. Nope.
3: She's, she's good people. She's my friend. Could make she's good people. Gen Con is
2: your
1: problem and not hers.
2: She's the one that chose to take that picture with Basil and send it to me to make sure I knew what I was meant. Ah, <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. Girl, Gen Con. Sickness. Crowds.
2: She also slipped me that uh,
1: book we helped with, Eric.
2: Okay, on the sly. Mm-hmm.
1: We we got a mention. I consider that to be good enough.
2: I didn't know she was sending it till it showed up at the side business address. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I'd like to take just a moment to remind everyone that this episode of Weaving Myths is made possible by our Patreon. For those of you that don't know, Patreon is a method for content creators to gain income through the support of those who consume the content. Our Patreon offers a multitude of ways to support the show, and you'll get awesome rewards. Reward update still pending? Yeah, still pending. Translation, Nathan is slow. Yep, our pa- uh <laughs> So you'll get awesome rewards for signing up under any of the tiers. Contributions start at as little as $1 per month. So it doesn't take much at all to show your support. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash MythWeavers. All contributions to the Patreon go to paying for online hosting of the show and supporting MythWeavers, the site we're honored to to be a part of. The story crafting contest, the gift cards specifically, were provided by the generous support of our patrons. So that contest, the prizes wouldn't be nearly as good if our patrons were not nearly so generous as they are, um, and we're incredibly thankful for them. One last thing I should note, uh, Weaving Nits is, always has been, and will always continue to be free, and signing up for the Patreon is never required. Full episodes are always uploaded to SoundCloud and or YouTube within two days of the episode being recorded, and all normal episodes will always be available for download or streaming free of charge. And now for our shout-outs. We've got John D., Amanda C., Michael B., Hashtag Blame Chimmy, Claire F., Amy G., and Christopher M. So thank you everyone so much for joining us today. It's been a blast, and we appreciate all of the comments and questions from the text chat. As always, I'm Nathan. I've been joined by the magnificent Reuben. Yo! Eric. So long, and thanks for all the games. And Colin. Fun as always, folks. Thanks for listening, and keep on weaving those myths.